Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we lift our hands and we honor you and we love you and we praise you. Father, we thank you for your love, that you love us so much. That Father God, we just thank you for who you are. That we all have a place today of a thankful heart. And we honor you and we praise you, Jesus. We honor you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for the Holy Spirit to have his way this morning. Father, we thank you that you're making our hearts tender. You're bringing us back to that place, Father, in the name of Jesus, to know you are everything. And we depend solely on you, Jesus. That every song we sing, every word out of our mouth has to be breath from the name of Jesus. We thank you for your blood that speaks to us this morning. That, Father, that we would be completely obedient to hear and to say whatever is on your lips. Nothing else. In the name of Jesus. And, Father God, we just praise you. And we honor you for your sweet Holy Spirit this morning in Jesus' name. <laughs> the kids are ready to go. Get out of here. How was everybody this morning? Good, how are you? Good. It's good to see you guys. Amen. Like me, I'm sure we all miss Chad. I, I have missed him and his family so much. And uh, through, through that man, through you guys, um, I didn't know you could love so many people so deeply. And, uh, you know, y'all will understand my heart in this, but when they left, I wept like a baby. I'm excited that they got to enjoy their time, but, but that family means dear to us, you know, and I know what it does to, they, they do to all you guys, but I feel the same way about all of you. And, uh, I just appreciate y'all this morning. Appreciate, just, just need to have a family, you know, to, you know, to go church your whole life and then and then to have a family is is just incredible, and uh, um, and I just want to say again, I want to thank all the mothers, you know, for for their day. But it's not a day; it's a lifestyle, and I appreciate the lifestyle that they live. You know, um, they're a true representation of me how I need to live. You know, and. It's who, it's who Jesus demonstrated. You know, they, they sacrifice everything to raise these children. And, um, and just to, to be mothers over a body of people, you know. And uh, um, without, without my mother, I wouldn't be here, you know, that, that stood and, and went through things and, and believed and, and uh, wondered many times, I know. Um, but... I'm so thankful, but I just want to tell y'all, I'm just appreciate you guys, and um, 
this morning, um, I appreciate Chad letting me share my heart this morning and with you guys. And um, God's just been burning some things in me for the last little bit. Um, a few months ago, I was, and I shared this one time a while back, but I was watching a uh, a David Hogan deal where he was, I believe, was in uh, maybe Bethel or somewhere, and I was watching this conference, and uh, he was talking about the seasons of of life, and people ask him. He said, "the The question nowadays is is on the longevity, you know." And so, um, in his marriage, and in his walk in ministry, and what they do, and so that's just been burning in me of the long road. And so it goes into what Gladstone was talking about when he's here. And Chad's been burning in us. So a lot of things that I'm going to be sharing is not necessarily something you haven't heard, but maybe we can keep it revisited and keep it fresh. Um, I just know for me, God's really been stirring some things in me, convicting me, um, doing some things in me. Um, but how easy it is in our life to get distracted by just anything, you know, um, you know, to, to truly have that tender place, what I was feeling a while ago in that worship was just, I don't want to leave there. You know, I don't want, I don't want that to leave, you know, and it doesn't have to, you know. Um, we have a Savior that desires a relationship with us. And if we think about how he describes a marriage, um, Tyler doesn't really know what real marriage is. I think I do sometimes. Then I get in trouble. <laughs> but uh, a true walking marriage relationship is constantly laying your life down for the other person. Whether you think they're right or wrong, it doesn't matter. All the scenarios. <clears throat> and to truly love that person, am I willing, am I willing to wash my wife's feet and what that means? Am I truly washing her with the word? Am I truly doing these things? And And as... You know, as, as, as Chad is like teaching us and pouring into us. And um, there's been so many good things. He's been just just getting a foundation built in our homes and, our, and who we are as people so that we can go and disciple other people. <clears throat> so, that, so that one man can speak into us by the spirit of truth. And by us, there's a ripple effect. That's the purpose of, of the discipleship is that our lives are effective to everybody else. But if I'm not willing to die in my life, it's not going to happen, right? So, so, uh, um, so just like in, in my marriage, it's so important that I stay at that place of washing my wife's feet. And... Um, and so we're going to eventually be getting into Luke 7, 36 through 50, if y'all want to turn there. 
I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit, share what my heart was in, in this. But God's just been really like stirring in me about, for Tyler. So not long ago, Chad talked about the intentions of God, right? We know his ways by knowing his intentions, right? So is Tyler's intentions in line with the Father's intentions? Like completely, like, like all the way to the root of, of who I am. So if somebody does something to me that's unexpected, that hurts, and all those pains, is my intentions to protect myself? Or is my intentions to lay my life down in order that that person is resurrected? Am, am I that willing to heed to these teachings? Because why are we being taught these things? So that we can become Jesus to the next person, right? And the only way for them to see Jesus is for us to be affected in a negative way. So much in my life prior, something would happen and I thought I had to protect myself. And then in order to do that, I affected others in a negative way with my wife, with my children, but on forth to others around me. So to become, when I say, I want to be like Jesus, do I really, you know? And so um, a while back, a few months ago, God just had me in this place of, I need to stay in the place of repentance. Like I've, I've got to stay in that season. I'll never come out of the season of, of not being there. Because I want to stay with a repentant heart. I want it to be pure. I want it to be holy. I want it to be of no guile. I want, I want it to completely, be, I want God to be able to use me with however he wants to do. And saying that's one thing, but living it's another thing, as we all know. But that's what's so incredible about this family of people. Is when everybody's in that place, we're there for each other. And, uh, and so, I've, like, I had two questions for myself. Is Tyler, where, where is your goal? Like, where am I headed? And then where and how am I stewarding the things the Lord's given me? Whether it's, and it, it means, you know, mainly to me is, is the people, the, the, the discipleship, the, the, the people that my life touches. How am I stewarding that? Am I stewarding it well? Or am I, am I focused on myself so much? And so that's the kind of the couple of things God's just been like stirring in me. Um, and so if my goal is following Christ, what was, what was Christ's goal when he was here? It was the cross, right? So that he could restore a nation, right? The end goal is the resurrection, but on the way to the resurrection, on the way to the third day, it took some things that were not what we want to go through sometimes. And so if, if, my, if, if I will keep myself in a mindset in a place of resurrection, 
but in a place of laying my life down. So in every circumstance, whether it's my home, my family, something that's happening, the first thing I can go to is laying myself down, giving myself up for my brother. If I'm willing to die so that someone else can be restored, to me, that's the intentions of the Father's heart. And if we all have that, how powerful we can be. And so that's something that God's just been been stirring in me. And I'll just, I'm going to read this story of this woman with Jesus. And these are just things, um, I know there's a lot more to this than probably is going to come out. And so I encourage you to really dig this and dissect this yourself this week, this next week. Like, ask the Holy Spirit to show you for you what this is for you. This is, I'm just going to share some things that's been on my heart for me. But I don't believe it's just for me. I believe it's for, for all of us. Because in order to be on this long journey, this long road, we can't forget, like, there, there's the place of thankfulness that just keeps going in me. We can't forget to be thankful. And we can't forget where we came from. And so, um, it says, Afterwards, a Jewish religious leader named Simon asked Jesus to the home for, for dinner. Jesus accepted the invitation. When he went to Simon's home, he took his place at the table. In the neighborhood, there was an immoral woman of the streets known to all to be a prostitute when she heard about Jesus being it in Simon's house she took an exquisite flask made from alabaster filled it with the most expensive perfume went right into the home of the Jewish religious leader and knelt at the feet of Jesus in front of all the guests so I began to think about this story and I, so I put myself in two shoes here I put myself like in this leader's home in his shoes and how many times have I had Jesus right with me and I took advantage of, of that? Does that make sense to any of you, you guys? Is, is, am I the only one? Am I the only one that's, that God's done an amazing thing and then it, be, it keeps staying and all of a sudden we take for granted His presence in our lives? And I think that's a very dangerous place to be in. And so I just, I just, this is just burning me on, so on that end. And then you have this woman's end that, that comes in, how brave she had to have been. Like, she didn't care. Like, her eyes were so fixed upon the lover of her soul. I want to be that person. I want to be the person that I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm not distracted by life anymore because all this accolades, jobs, careers, ugh, just terrible stuff if we let it consume us, right? I only want to be consumed by one thing, and that's Jesus Christ. I want him to be the lover of my soul. I want him to be everything within me. I want to burn for the name of Jesus. 
I don't want to burn for this life anymore. I've done that long enough. I want to burn for Jesus. I want everything in me to cry out, Abba, Father. <clears throat> so they, these are just some things God's just been burning in me. That And it, it, it all ties into what Chad was saying the first year about the distractions, right? How easily those distractions come in. Because distractions can be good things. And that's when we start, and as he's, he's taught us, that's when we can get really deceived is when it's, it's the good things that we, we want to do. But is it the things the Spirit of God is leading us to do? And so, uh, so I'm going to go down here, 28. Broken and weeping, she covered his feet with the tears that fell from her face. She kept crying and drying his feet with her long hair. Over and over, she kissed Jesus' feet. Then she opened up her flask and anointed his feet with her costly perfume as an act of worship. You know, that, that part just hung with me. Now, I may be the only person that does this, but at times, like, I read through Scripture and I just keep reading, right? But to really get what putting myself in this woman's position in this place. You have these leaders sitting around these table, and, and this may not have been what happened. This is just what I pictured in my head. These leaders just like caught back in their chair, their home. You know, we, Jesus is in here with us, you know. And she bursts through the door. Lay gives no telling what it cost to get that and gave all she had and poured it at his feet. And wept because of the love of Jesus on her life. Like, I want that to saturate me. I want to really grasp what that really means for me. And I want to stay, I want to, I want to stay in that place. It's like what Abe was saying earlier. I don't want to keep looking about. On and on and on of what God's doing. I want I want God to truly stay in that place of worship. And this act of worship is is true worship when when we lay it all down. And I, Chad said this a lot to us before, but when we sing those songs, he says, "I want to say we want that." You know, I want that. And because so many times I'm not living that way. I want. I want my walk. Well, how many times have we said this probably about other things? you, you got to back up your talk, right? Yes. Um, I want my walk to do that. Um, there was a, these couple of older men that I worked around for a long time, and there's, there's a lot of other people that would always talk about the Lord and stuff. And, but their, their, their lives, their characters, their homes were just terrible. They were terrible with their wives and their kids hated life. And just everything around them was messed up. But by golly, on Sunday, they sounded pretty good. They knew every scripture. They knew how to word it. But then you lived them with them through the week. And it's like, man, if, if God's like that. You know, but then there's these couple of men that they didn't hardly ever say much. 
and their daily life, like they were in their 70s and 80s, and their daily life was peace. Their daily life was love. Their, they, they walked it, and you, you were ministered to by the walk of their life. And that, as a younger person, I always, like, that meant something to me. And I want, I want to be that person. And so I want you guys and whoever I'm around, I want people to see Jesus through my walk. And, yes, I need to know the word. Yes, I need to know. I desire to know him and love him. But that's a product of knowing him. That's a product of knowing the word. Is It's the product of when I'm in my quiet times. That just happens. And so... That's uh, that's been something that truly spoke to me. And it says, when Simon saw that that she was that what was happening, he thought this man can't be a true prophet. If he really was a prophet, he would know that the kind of sinful woman is touching him. I know I know nobody in here has ever thought anything like this. Like I'm probably the only one. That's ever thought, man, really, Lord, you know, them, you know, and uh, I think all of us can be, can say or raise our hands on that one. But when we're in that place, how dangerous are we? Because we begin to let a spirit of religion and pride get us to a place to think that we've attained something and we know. We can't do anything without the hand of Jesus in our lives. Nothing. I can't talk. I can't, do, I can't do anything without him breathing life into us. Jesus said, Simon, I have a word for you. And he said, go ahead, teacher. I want to hear it, he answered. Now, I don't know how he meant that when he said that, but it just struck me kind of like, if Jesus would have told me, I have a word for you, I would have been like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, like, for his response back, this is just my perception of what I'm seeing, is felt a little coarse, a little religious, a little prideful, a little bit, yeah, go ahead, what do you got, you know? Um, dangerous, right? I don't want to get, I don't want to ever get to that place. Let's see here. It's a story about two men who were deeply in debt. One owed the, the bank $100,000 and the other only owed them 10000 When it was obvious that neither of them would be able to repay their debts, the kind of banker graciously wrote off the debts and forgave them all the debt they owed. Tell me, Simon, which of the two debtors would be the most thankful? Which one would love the, the banker? Would love the banker the most? Simon answered, I suppose it would be the one with the greatest debt forgiven. He said, You're right, Jesus agreed. Then he spoke to Simon about the woman still weeping at his feet. Like, that's what I, like, gets me. Like, Simon's saying this, 
And this woman is broke at his feet. You have two examples to me right here of somebody I know I've been in my past. I've sat there and I've thought, I thought it was, I thought I was, I was good. Until I started really asking, Lord, expose my heart. Expose me. I want everything that's not you out of me. And when you ask that, it, it comes. He starts showing you a lot of, a lot of ugly things that you didn't realize was there. I start seeing a heart that's really says I love Jesus, says I'm for my brother. But then when it really, I get faced with certain circumstances, the real truth comes out. <clears throat> so this, just this, I'm just seeing this picture and it just really, really moved me. Then he spoke to Simon about the woman still weeping at his feet. Don't you see the woman kneeling here? She is doing for me what you didn't bother to do. When I extended your home as your guest, you didn't think about it, offering me water to wash the dust off my feet. Yet she came into your home and washed my feet with her many tears and then dried my feet with her hair. We don't want to think about this sometimes, but how many times have we had Jesus in our home and we treated him this way? How many times have I done that in my life? I wouldn't want this story to be written about me. And if it is, I want to repent and come back. And part of what, where I'm headed today with this is some of us need to get to that place, and then some of us have been at that place, and it's easy to get distracted by things. And it's easy to get kind of start coasting with, with the good things that are happening. Does that make sense? Yeah. And if we find ourselves there, it's so, it's so easy to get back to his feet. It's just repent. Yeah. It's just our minds. It's all the minor little things that he was teach, been teaching us. It's just come back to that, Lord, bring me back to your feet. Because that's all that matters. This, this life, nothing that I want to say that affects me, it doesn't matter. How, how does my wife truly see me? You know, how do my children truly see me? How do the people that work with me, how do they see me away from the, the church building, away from you guys? That's what's important. For Tyler, and that's something I want God to make. I want to be that pure, righteous man of God that if any of y'all went to any of them, they would could say they love that I love them like Jesus, even though things weren't perfectly right, or you know. And this is not to me, this is not a condemning word. What I'm saying, I believe this, I want to encourage you guys. It's just staying in a place of conviction. The Holy Spirit convicts unto righteousness. And because because he, he he's called us sons, right? But I think sometimes we it's so easy to allow to allow things to kind of callous us or I don't know if that makes sense, but um, get to that place. It says you didn't take the time to anoint my head and 
with fragrant oil, but she anointed my head and feet with the finest perfume. She has been forgiven of all her many sins. This is why she has shown me such extravagant love. But those who assume that they have very little to be forgiven will love me very little. Then Jesus said to the woman at his feet, all your sins are forgiven. Can you imagine like what she was feeling in that moment at his feet? Her past, all the, all the things that is just. And Jesus speaks peace over her. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have been able to, to handle it. I mean, all the other dinner guests said among themselves, who is the one who can even forgive sins? Then Jesus said to the woman, your faith in me has given you life. Now you may leave and walk in the ways of peace. That right there was awesome. That's the life right there. So what does this say to me? Tyler, stay at, stay at the feet of Jesus. Just stay there. Don't, you don't have to go anywhere else. Just rest at the feet of Jesus. All the concerns, all the things that, that we want and everything, if we stay there, God is going to touch those areas, and it'll just happen. And I just... <clears throat> I've got a lot here that I, if y'all could just bear with me. Um, thank you, Jesus. Am I, am I willing to die for you guys? And then are y'all willing to die for everyone else? in order that your brother be restored. And that is, I know I said that earlier, but that is just, um, that just is just extremely impressing on, on me. But in order for us to walk this long road that we've been being taught, that's what we have to continually do because there's going to be things that come up. And when those things when those things do, have we been staying in that place? And if we've been staying in that place, then it's easy, easily we'll be able to offer ourselves for our brothers. Does that make sense? Because if I haven't been staying in that place, my mind's been on me, my mind's been on building my thing, my mind's been on whatever, then when that thing, because to me it don't ever happen when I'm ready for it, you know? It happens when I like least expect it. And that's when my true nature comes out. That tells me and everybody else whether I have the nature of Jesus. That tells me and everybody else if I've been on my face in my quiet time when nobody asked me to, when no one, nobody knew about it. That is the telltale of it all. And so if I can stay in this place, no matter what happens, I'm prepared and ready to offer that sweet fragrance to Jesus. Um, I'm going to go to... Uh,
Galatians 2.20. My old identity has been crucified with the Messiah and no longer lives. For the nails of the cross has crucified me with him. And now the essence of his, this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God, who loves me so much that he gave himself for me, and to dispense his life into mine. And God just been, this has been real tender to me lately, that I've read a lot of certain scriptures a lot in my life, and they, I thought I knew what they meant, and I, but it didn't. Does that make sense? It didn't just get home. The more and more I've been seeing and 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 seeking the Lord and and God showed me this story of this woman again. I don't deserve anything. And all it took was me believing on the one in whom the Father sent. And that's the breath of life in me. He calls me a son. I don't, I don't have to work at anything. I don't have to do anything perfectly right. I don't, I don't have to cross all the T's, dot all the I's. All I got to do is believe on the one who the Father sent. And I've made it way more difficult in my life than it had to be. Um. And I'm going to go to John 10, 18. So I surrender my own life and no one has the power to take my life from me. I have the authority to lay it down and the power to take it back again. This is the destiny my father has set before me. You know, when Jesus is talking... I mean, that just truly amazes me that we serve a, a, an almighty, powerful God that can do whatever He wants. But He chooses not to, and He chose not to, and He gave Himself up so that we could spend, have a relationship with Jesus eternally. Like, that just has touched me because I know I can't do good enough. I can't, I can't earn it. There's no way I can. So if my goal in this, in every relationship, is the cross, then there's ultimate resurrection and healing. So in every, every relationship in my life, whether it's my wife, my kids, or people I work around, or the, the people I'm around, if I'm always at that place of laying myself down, then the, everything can be restored constantly. And then as, as we do that as a collective body, then how, how powerful this place is. And this is a quote out of an Arthur Katz book I've been reading. It says, the whole key is being dead and hidden with God. It is humiliation to be dead. 
And if, if you are not willing to take the risk, we cannot expect the, that these works will endure. I mean, that meant a lot to me, you know, because am I willing to take that risk? Am I willing, am I willing to lay myself at that place? And then, and then on forth to how do I steward these things God's given me? You know, now that I know what my goal is, my goal is Christ Jesus and Him crucified and Him resurrected. My goal is, my goal is y'all. It's not me anymore. So the, now that we get me out of the way, finally, it's taken a while. And then I got to continually stay there that I don't get in the way anymore, you know. But now that I've got that, how do, how do I steward the things he's, he's blessed me with. And so God's just been really sh- just impressing on me. And Chad's talked to us a lot about it, like in Hebrews 11 and, and, and things. But, but what our forefathers did in the kingdom, um, I want my life at the end of my days, and I meet Jesus, these other men to go thank you for how you lived your life. Thank you. For dying for Jesus. That's <clears throat> that's what I want. I don't want to. There, there's a circumstances this weekend. I I had to, to go through some things and um, wasn't exactly treated the kindest. <laughs> Has anybody been through those things? And has everybody been in a situation when you walk into it, it you feel a demonic just heaviness? Yeah. And, uh, and then things are said and things are done. In my instant, in my heart, it was like, well, that's wrong of these people, you know? And I'm going to feel a certain... It's not that I, I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. But my heart was... Does that make sense? It was a little hard. It was a little, I didn't appreciate it, and it frustrated me. But I kept talking to these guys about Jesus. And, of course, they talked about God and everything, and it didn't add up to their character. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and so then I'm you know, you're thinking about, man, how this happens all the time, how I've been this Simon had Jesus in my home, spoke about Jesus, said I believed in Jesus, and said all these things, and I treated him like this. And so I'm with these guys, and, and it was finally up until yesterday. And I got there, and God showed me my heart that I was wrong. Didn't matter how they were, what they were doing, what they were living, how they were treating me. My heart was wrong because I let them affect me wrong. As I got my eyes on Tyler. Because if I truly have my eyes on Jesus and them to be, ex- if my desire is for them to be completely restored, then it doesn't matter what happens, what I look like, what they say about me, what happens. What, what matters is, is that their life is whole. And so I'm at these stalls talking to this guy that, that uh, that's working and he couldn't speak much English and but I really liked him. I was hanging out with him for a minute, and he began to tell me about being hurt by this a friend of his, and he he lost everything, had to leave, and doesn't have anything, doesn't have a home, 
And uh, I said, man, I, I pray that God's going to restore that relation between you and that man. And he's like, ah, you know. He said, I have friends tell me, just, just let it go. You know, you, just, you do your own thing. How many, how many in here have heard that in their life? Has someone told you, you just take care of yourself, right? And boy, that breeds a long line of junk, you know. Because of the leadership Chad's been providing and leading us and instructing us and fundamentally doing things, I can be in this situation. I can see this man, and then all of a sudden, I see what God's doing. You know what I'm saying? I don't get carried by the distractions of what he's saying. I'm, he, I'm seeing the man's heart. And he had a good heart. It was just hurt. And so I, I just told him, I said, man, I know this is hard to hear. But that man's soul is, is just as important as yours is. And so if you can pray for him and believe for him, then God can touch you. And uh, this guy ended up like shaking my hand. He goes, man, I, I want to be around you some more and this and that. And it was just neat. What? But if I hadn't repented that morning, I wouldn't have saw it. Is that, am, I making, am I getting this all around? I've got to be able to see the kingdom. Seek you first the kingdom, right? And all, and all these things matter, right? If I'm not seeking the kingdom, if I'm not at his feet, then I'm going to miss the opportunities that God has for me, that, God, that people have been waiting on me to get me out of the way and to be Christ Jesus to them. And so this is my heart this morning, that I don't believe Tyler is the only human in this place. That, if, that this morning, if, if nothing else, if I can just refresh our minds to, to come back to this place. And, uh, and then as my heart repented the rest of the day yesterday, God touched other people. There's this other guy that was real hard kind of guy, and I went to leave being around him, and I went to shake his hand, and he gave me a hug. And I mean, it was, if you'd have known this person, it's not. No. <laughs> Rough character, you know. But why did he do that? I believe it's because he got he felt the presence of Jesus. What if I would have reacted to the things that were said? What would if I would have done all these things? But it still was in my heart. Does that make sense? God showed me to fix my heart before it comes out of my mouth. So there's a place when we start knowing, don't ignore that spot. If there's this place in your heart where you know, hey, there's something right here that I'm not surrendering. Quick, let's quickly repent of those things. Because we want to keep moving forward. We want to keep doing the things God wants us to do. And so how is the ultimate thing we can do, John 17, as we're one? We lay ourselves down for each other. And let's let the love of God be the power that breaks every chain. Yes. How, does, how does God restore? How does He heal? How does He do all these things? He did it because of His love for us. Why did Jesus do what He did? He did it for the love of us and His love for His Father. I want to have a love for Abba so much that nothing in this life has any hold on me anymore. And 
my question this morning is, is, is there something holding you back from the feet of Jesus? Is there anything? And it could be, it could be anything. But let's, let's not have those things. And y'all may be perfectly perfect. I mean, y'all, I'm trying to get there. <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, but I know the, the best place we can be in is to stay humble, stay exposed, and stay repentant. Because, because that's how much He loves us. And I want to love Him so much. I want Him to be the lover of my soul. You know, I, I, I look at this like, I, I just see it as a marriage. And I, I look at how I am with my wife. And if, if I want her to love me, but I don't give her my whole heart, how is, how is that going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Vice versa. You know, her with me. But I, you know, like that song earlier, that just really blessed me. I want, I want him to have my whole heart. I don't want him to have 80, 90, 95%. I want him to have every piece of my heart. <clears throat> and this morning, I just, if... Uh, If something else, if you're beholding something else, or if something else is, is in your way of being where this woman is, I just want as a body this morning, all we got to do is come back to his feet. That's, that's where the power of his resurrection is. And so, I don't know if the worship team... If y'all could play something here in a minute. But uh, this is what I desire for my life. And I know one thing. When we ask, he's waiting for us to ask. Like he's just like burning. Just ask me because I want to give you all of me. I don't know, you know, that, that's what that song is meaning. He doesn't give us a piece of his heart. He gives us all of his heart. What gets in the way is Tyler gives pieces. Does that make sense? Let's quit giving pieces and let's throw it all down. Let's throw it. It don't, it don't matter no more. And so I'm this morning, I'm kneeling down at his feet. And if anybody else wants to join me, I want him to have all of me. And as they play this worship, I just this is what I feel like the Lord's leading me to do. As a body, as, as, as a whole body, if you feel led to, let's come back to the place of, at His feet and let Him be the lover of our souls.